and the way it was running just did not look like any human. Immediately, it felt like someone was watching. Something was watching. We seen some eyes which were glowing a bright red. Welcome everyone. You're listening to this Sasquatch show brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot. Sit back and enjoy. Uh, first time I ever had an encounter with Sasquatch was when I was about 15 or 16 years old and went out to the coast to visit my cousins and then we decided to go strawberry picking out in Chilliwack. So we headed out there and uh, the strawberry season was over so we figured well we'll go climb a mountain and that because that's the way we were and then we got off halfway up this mountain there's like a clearing up there and there's like about five of us and I was trying to scare my friends. I seen a red tree stump and I said, hey, you guys, look, a bear. And then from the corner of my eye, I seen some movement. And about 200 yards away, I seen two uh, adult Sasquatches. And then I seen like, look like two smaller ones that were, they're standing upright, like uh, picking berries off of a tree. So I told my friends, I said, told them to look, and I said, but don't get scared. I said, start walking back the way we came. Of course, a couple of my buddies start picking up the pace, and then next thing you know, we're running down this mountain. It took us like two and a half hours to get up, and we made it down really quick. We were sliding down six feet high grass going back down, and and we could hear, I don't know if it was our imaginations, but sound like they're behind us and that. We got to the bottom and then we uh, went into a rushing river and we're trying to flag down somebody to pick us up and we're just like scared. So that was my first encounter with them. And then my second encounter was about five years ago. Me and my son were hunting down the Summerland Princeton Road and we're camping out there for about a couple weeks with the rest of my family so me and my son went hunting and we're up on this mountain and then we came <clears throat> to a ridge and then we pulled out of binoculars looking for deer and then my son said to me he said dad I said what is that going up the road and he says is what i think it is and i looked and sure enough it was a full-grown sasquatch walking up an old logging road and then we were watching it, and then it kept looking behind it, going up the road. And then my son said, there's a truck racing up that road. And I looked at the truck with my binoculars, and they were speeding up that road. And then I turned back to the Sasquatch, and he was gone. And he must have took off into the wooded areas. So when the truck got up to the top, they stopped exactly where we seeing the Sasquatch and these guys jumped out and they're looking on the ground and looking all around and that, but he was gone. So, so me and my son, we hunted a little bit more and then we decided to go back to camp, grab something to eat and then we'll go out later. And we got back and then told everybody about that. 
sighting and then my daughter and her grandkids and my grandkids wanted to go out too so we took them with us hunting and then we started going down the road and I seen a bridge that uh, went across the river and I said betcha this road will take us to that road where we seen the Sasquatch so we started going up this road and we we're getting higher and higher up this mountain and then we came up to some clearings up there and then my grandson he said to me he said hey papa he says do a sasquatch call so i had like one of those blow horns and i gave out a sasquatch call and then within three to four seconds there was howls all around us and it was just all echoing and my son was up ahead he was tracking deer tracks and he was about say three quarters of a kilometer or maybe less <clears throat> up ahead and then we seen him running back down the road towards us with his rifle. And he said, did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? And he said, that I was right by a bush there. And he said, there was one right in the bush there howling. So got everybody together. And I said, well, should we just head back to camp? Or do you guys want to keep going? And then everybody wanted to keep going. So we kept driving down the road. And we went about another seven kilometers I think it was five or seven and then we came to a spot there where we seen this this uh, den and it was it was made out where the whoever it was was strong it took uh, about three inch branches and weaved it into like a basket and then covered it with uh, branches and leaves and that and then there's an entrance into it and then we looked inside and we found a piece of a, it looked like a driftwood or something and it had teeth marks on it and I was thinking that that might have been used as a soother for a small one in that so then we we took that piece of driftwood and then my son was collecting some hair samples and we found two more of those dens and <clears throat> you could get the feeling of uh, presence that there somebody was watching us while we we're there and then I just said out loud I said we don't mean you any harm I said we'll be on our way and leave you guys alone and so nothing happened to us like nothing thrown at us or anything we didn't feel threatened so we drove back to camp and that and, and then when I got back to town and that I have a restaurant out in, in the city there and then I was talking to some of the elders there at my restaurant and told them what happened and what we've seen in that and they said said oh yeah they're all up there and said they must have really trusted you guys to not throw rocks or sticks at you and that because usually they do that when you get too close to their home and that. So they they always came down to my restaurant, told me stories about their sightings and everything. And it was just a really quite cool day that that all happened in one day that we we seen one and then we heard them and then we found their dens and that all happened in one day there. Yeah, that is that's really cool. What whatever happened to the hair samples that you guys found? 
Uh, my son sent them away to some place. I forget where he sent them, but they never, ever did get back to us about them. So we just sort of let it let it go by in that. And then that piece of driftwood that he found sort of uh, ended up, he lost it in the end in that. But there's so many sightings up there because I, I hunt up there for hours. I go quadding up there for a good five, six hours quadding through trails and everything. And I see all kinds of structures when I'm up there and just all kinds of, and then just hearing certain things and that, that when I'm hunting. And I had a friend one time we were hunting. We got a couple of deers and then we we're just ready to got them. And then all of a sudden we heard this really loud noise. It was like totally different. And then my friend, he's always out in the bush and that, and he said, what is that? And then I said, I don't know, but I think I know what it is. And then he says, he says, well, let's do this and get out here real quick. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. That sounds like a, the right, the right choice to make. Yeah, and another time I was I was out hunting there, and me and my daughter were walking, and and then we're walking also, and I just smelled something like real rotten, and and then I didn't say anything to her because I didn't want to get her scared. So then I stopped and talked for a bit, and then we kept going because the smell went away, and then we walked further down, and then all of a sudden that smell came back again, and then I said to her. I says, I think we're getting too close to something where we're not supposed to be. So I said, we better turn around, and head back to the vehicle. So there's a, there's a, all kinds of stuff like that happening out there. That it's just like whenever I go out, it's just like on a regular basis that I see and hear things and yeah, yeah. see tracks and that. And yeah, you're you're that area that you live in and the one that you you're speaking of where you've had your your second encounter. That's kind of a hotbed for for sasquatch activity for for some reason we even our own group uh we've taken a few trips out there we've had um success in, in finding evidence from, from these creatures it just in that one area so it could well, yeah. be it could be a hot spot it definitely could be a hot spot yeah from well from what i heard that uh there's a few of them up there that that are living up there and somebody seen where they they had a whole bunch of dens in that and but they won't they won't say where it is i'm good friends with them and i uh, and then they said that they'll, they'll take me up there one time to go look around but yeah but when we see stuff like that we don't tell anybody where yeah, where we yeah. see yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've listened to the show or not uh, ralph but I, I interviewed a lady who lives in the okanagan not far from you actually not that far um, but, oh, yeah. but she had an encounter there as well and she won't she won't give up the location for some reason she she has too much respect for these creatures to to just blurt out where they are and what they're doing and yeah so oh, yeah. I, I think that's kind of a normal thing for for the locals in that area at least you know they're, they're so respected and 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 acknowledged that you know people just want to leave them alone for the most part yeah and then like like a lot of uh, movies and shows portray them as like cannibals and meat eaters and 
just like they're gonna kill you if you see one, which is not true because, you know, like I I had so many encounters, and if they wanted to kill any of us, they would they could have did it at any time, and and you just give them their space, they'll give you your space, and and just like leave them alone. Exactly. That's all you gotta do. Exactly. Let's take a few steps back here, Ralph, and I want to ask you about your first encounter when you were 16. Um, did these creatures, they didn't notice you, you and your friends? Yeah, they noticed us when uh, when my friends start getting jittery because they're, they're, a couple of them were making a lot of noise when they're like backing off and start going back the way we came. And then they turned towards us from where they were. But it was like a, it was a long, long way, like a couple hundred yards. And that's, I see how, like, they're probably about a good eight feet tall, lots of hair and everything. And then the smaller ones were about, I'd say, half the size of them. Did did they make any other kind of gestures or... or, or, um signs towards you or did they wave their arms you know growl did you hear any any screams or anything like that no they just sort of looked our way in curiosity and that but i did hear one growl one time when i was out hunting my buddy was with me we're we're out hunting and we went out on this little footbridge and this and the spot is like every time i go out to the spot it's so way back in the bush there and it's rough getting in there. And I always had this feeling that I'm being watched when I, when I pull up there. And and then one time we were, uh, got out of the truck, we went on to the bridge there and we're just talking. And then my son and his friend were, went up the mountain road there a little bit higher up to go check up there. And then all of a sudden I heard like a growl that I never heard before. It wasn't like a bear or a wolf or anything or coyote. And it just did a low, shallow growl, just one. And then he, my friend looked at me and said, what's that? And then I was, I was good, like about 50 yards from my truck. And I says, says just ignore it. Slowly walk back to the truck. I says, I got to get my gun. <laughs> so then we walked slowly back there. I got my gun. And, and then we got into the truck and we rode up that that mountain road that where we heard the growls and I knew I could see behind the bushes there and that if there's something back there and then I drove up the low ways and I looked and I couldn't see anything there. But the it was right on a like a sort of like a little rushing river and that and there's like a probably food source there for them and that. But uh, yeah, you yeah, think like fish, and, yeah, 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 and then the beers around there, I guess. So. Yeah. Did did you know what you were looking at when you when you first encountered? Did you know what it was exactly that you saw at, at the time? Uh, when I started to, I was about fifteen, sixteen at that time, and I started getting into Sasquatch when I was like nine. I went we. We lived in Winnipeg and we took a trip out to Vancouver and we we're gonna move out there and I met some relatives out there and and we were sitting around one night and he's telling stories and 
And then he started talking about Sasquatch and that, and, and he just kept telling me stories, and I was totally intrigued. And he uh, he was telling me about all his encounters and everything, and and stuff about uh, a gold mine or something that they they guard and that and so I got really intrigued with that and then and then after that that's when the Patterson film came out and and I seen the picture in the paper and then I was there wow and then that's when I I really got into it so when I when I seen them I I knew what what I was seeing, but I didn't know what what to expect in, uh, from them. I didn't know if they're going to chase us or just let us be. But I knew we we had to leave that area, so yeah, we yeah. got out of there real quick. Totally understandable. Yeah, yeah. How did that encounter kind of did that kind of light the flame to to really get involved in the Sasquatch community, so to speak? Uh, I. I sort of shrugged it off when I, because when I was that young, I was more into doing other things than that. And then I wasn't really the outdoors person that I am now. Now I just like basically could live in the mountains and that I, I go up there all the time and just to get a peace of mind the way everything is right now. I just love to go for drives up there and just sit out there and do my thing and that. And, but yeah, there's I've I've been into it for quite some time now. As I like when I got a little older, then then I started to uh, realize, you know, I live out here and I could be out there looking and exploring and seeing things out there instead of just living in the city and that. So. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Let's go back to your second encounter then. Um, now, you mentioned that there was a, a Sasquatch walking up the road and then shortly followed by a truck. Did, did you know who yeah. the people in the truck were? No, no, I didn't. I didn't know them. Or like, uh, see, we're on this ridge and then there is uh, where we seen it going up was on a uh, another mountain because we've seen it on our binoculars and there's a river there in front of the mountain but it was all clear pretty well clear going up that road it was very steep and then when you got near the top then that's when uh, the trees and everything were there so that's where we last seen them and then when we seen the truck and then we looked and then the sasquatch was gone but i never ever heard of anybody else telling a story that they seen seen one out there in the truck and that so i think they sort of kept it to themselves yeah yeah that's the reason i was asking is it seems like they they were following the sasquatch or they, they had spotted it and tried to chase it down for for whatever reason but i was, I was just, yeah. yeah curious as if they they came out and talked to anybody about it but that's another secret yeah, that's uh, left out there yeah yeah a lot of people that do have sightings that they don't a lot of times they won't say anything because of the way people start calling them crazy and everything and that but like i i was with my son and my daughter and my grandkids when when we had my second encounter and i was with my friends 
for my first encounter. So I wasn't by myself. So I knew yeah. I wasn't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what did the second one look like? Did you did you get a close enough view with even with your binoculars as to to like its body structure? What what color was it? Yeah. It was uh it was like dark black and the hairs were longer than then I sort of, like when I seen it, the hairs were long, but like not really long. And and then he was, uh, he would shift to his right to look down the road. And then he'd keep walking up towards, because it was a steep road. And uh, so we watched it do that. And then we put our binocs on the truck and then when we put our binoculars back on the Sasquatch he was gone. So we seen him for about a good uh couple minutes or so. I'd say. And was he doing anything else? Was he just nope. watching behind him and, and Yeah, just Percy was walking. And then uh then when he started to turn to sort of look backwards. And then my son was on his binoculars, and he said, "There's a truck going up, racing up that road." And then I, I turned to the truck to see it, and it was like just spitting dirt going up that road. And they got they they just stopped right at the exact same spot where we last seen it, and that was right at the tip where the forest was. And then they got out, and they're looking on the ground, and they're looking all around in that. Like they must have seen it too for them to to drive up there that fast and stop in the exact same spot and look around. Yeah, but yeah. I never ever heard anybody talk about it. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Ralph. All the encounters that you've had over the years, like, would you consider yourself to be lucky or or unlucky when it comes to your sightings? I'd, I'd say lucky, lucky and blessed because. Like a lot of people I read and they, they say they're so scared they'll never go back out hunting again and that. And I just don't get it because like, like unless they came at you and ripped your arm off, sure, I wouldn't go back out there. But, you know, I I don't hear stories of them doing that. And, and then a lot of these movies that portray them are just like ridiculous and that. And, of them being the killers and all this and that. but i i consider myself lucky and blessed when i see them too i've seen them twice and i'm still looking to see them again and that and i go out all the time i i look check everything when i'm hunting and and you could be hunting for them and looking for them and you may never ever see them but it's always by chance when you're there in that spot at the right time, then that's when you see them. It's not when you're looking for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, that's seemed to have happened with our encounters too. Let me ask you this one, Ralph. What would you say to all the naysayers that are out there? Like, like, um, see, the goal of my podcast is I really want to try to normalize the Sasquatch talk just to let the people know. Like people for you, for instance, who are out in the bush every day, like on a regular basis, like you know they're there. You you've seen them. You've had yeah. experiences with them. Um, for someone who 
lives in the city, for instance, and they're just like, yeah, hogwash, you know, that's all myth and, and, yeah. and, and legend and stuff. What would you yeah. say to those people? Well, I'd say you're never going to see them from uh, sitting on your couch. You got to get out there, go out in the wilderness and that, go camp out there and not camp at uh, provincial parks and that, go right out in the boonies. That's what I do. I camp up in the mountains and that, and I stay up there for weeks sometimes. One time I stayed up there for almost two months just uh, camping and hunting and that. But yeah, they're, they won't believe it until they see it. And once they see it, then they'll believe it. And then they'll say that I I am not crazy. This is true. And that. Yeah, I, I just recently did a, uh, an interview with a guy who, who held it in for over 30 years. And it had eaten away at him that whole entire time. But he did not want to talk about it because it was he was scared that he was going to be ridiculed and, and, and you know, labeled as crazy and that's not right like th- these no. things are out there and people really need to know but they need to be respected as well yeah i had a stepbrother back in manitoba uh he's seen one he came face to face like we're talking like two three feet away and he was babysitting oh, wow. and he was uh out on the reserve out that way 50 miles from Winnipeg and he went outside on the porch to have a cigarette and the porch was a good say three and a half feet to four feet off the ground and he was about five eight at the time and and he lit up a cigarette and there was one right in front of his face and he said its eyes were like red glowing red and he just sort of let out a scream and then the Sasquatch took off because only, I'd say, about 100 yards away was a really dense forest in that. So he called the RCMP, and then I guess people were on their scanners, and they heard about it. And then he said, next thing you know, his whole property was just filled with people. And I guess they took uh, castings of footprints in that there. And he, he kept a couple of them. They gave him a couple, and... But he said it was like a zoo on his property that people were just like everywhere, flashlights and everything. But one time I was like, I'm living in BC and I went to a library and I like to get books on Sasquatch and that and read stories. And then his story was in one of the Sasquatch books. And I goes, well, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Somebody, you know, so, you know, it's true. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is he still with us? No, he passed a couple of years ago. <clears throat> and uh, I, w- I lost contact with him for a few years. That, and then when I finally got in contact with him, he found me on Facebook. And then we were talking that. And he was supposed to come up for a visit and that. And I was going to talk with him about that. But I never did get that chance to. But... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to bring that up. I, I was just going to ask you oh. that, that question. That very question is, you know, did you guys ever discuss your encounters with each other? But yeah, no, not really, because uh, I talked to him on Facebook and then never talked to him on the phone and that. But I'm sure if we got together, we would have talked about our experiences and that and, and all that. Like I seen like 
my friend called me up one time and there was a sighting and she said it just snowed that overnight that night and then she said you got to come with your camera so i came with my camera and uh there's like little sasquatch tracks and it's like they're playing all around this area by this house and they were just like running all over the place and i took pictures of the prints in that and they're all just fresh and and then somebody was saying that the I guess the older ones were up on the ridge there watching them and then I guess they took off after. But yeah, it was so cool because you could see like the heel of their their foot was like round like a ball and then the middle part was round and then the little toes in that. It was like pretty cool to see. Yeah, you have to then, you have to send me a copy of that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I had that on my computer, and then my computer crashed. I lost a lot of my pictures, but I had the friend that called me up. She took pictures, too, and I just seen her a couple of weeks ago and asked her if she still had those pictures. So she's going to get me some pictures, and then I'll email them to you in that. But oh, thank you. Pretty cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, let me ask you one last question before, we, before I let you go here. Have you ever gone out and, and actually gone on an expedition to actually you know search for more evidence or, or is your sightings enough like you you've already answered your own questions sort of uh no i always want to i always want to go with a group of people and uh and go around exploring that and and uh try to find new evidence and that but i i find like a lot of a lot of the people out here don't really do that like i've been on sites and that that uh, they they had a couple, but it was way out in the West Coast, so I was busy at that time, and it was in the summertime, a busy season, so I couldn't just up and go. But yeah, I'd like to get out, get out with some people, and go do that, and share share experience and stories by the fire. Now it is quite fun, you know. Other than you know, you're out searching for for Sasquatch, but you know, your bonding is up as well with your friends and your brothers and, mm -hmm. and sisters and whatnot, right? It's actually a fun time yeah you you'd see one again if you had the opportunity oh yeah yeah i would like uh i got so many stories and then i tell my my kids my grandkids and and they're all into sasquatch too and they're all outdoors and people in that and we're we're always out and about and going on long drives through the forest where it'll be like daylight out and we'll go so deep it'll just be you got to turn your headlights on. That's how deep we go into the forest and that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll have to keep me informed if you find anything out there in, in any of your next excursions there. Yeah, I'm planning to. Actually, me and the wife are going to plan to go go out tomorrow for a ride and that. Go, just go for a ride. And I always have, like, a, a dash cams on my vehicles and that. And... So I'm always prepared if anything pops up. For sure. But uh, I was going to tell you a strange thing was that when uh, that day that we did see the that Sasquatch and uh, we heard the howls and that, and I had a dash cam on my truck and it picked up my son running 
down the road yelling, did you see that and all that. But when the howls came, it was like I went over it and over it and over it, and there was like nothing. I couldn't hear any of the howls. <laughs> I just didn't get it. I don't know if it looped because it loops every minute, I think. And I don't know if right at that moment it looped and then missed it and that, but I just can't see how, how I missed that with it. Yeah, some some people claim, and, and I don't know for certain, so I'm not going to say they're wrong, but some people claim that they have abilities, you know, um, supernatural abilities, and that they use those abilities to, uh, you know, blur, oh, yeah. blurry pictures, and you can't catch really catch them on sound and, and whatnot. So I'm not sure if that's a realistic, you know, idea, but I'm open to yeah, it. I, it might be that might be true. Yeah, I heard that they uh, they could. Uh disappear that and then i was thinking well you know people see them and they're taking pictures and they're disappearing at the same time maybe that's why the pictures are blurry and that yeah yeah i'm not so certain um i don't think i'm in that category yet when it comes to to what the what they are exactly uh all evidence that i've seen and found is that these are living breathing warm-blooded humanoids that are living in the forest and and you know and i could be wrong they could be jumping through portals and, and making themselves invisible but i i just haven't seen that yet what, what are your thoughts on that do you, do you have any do you lean any specific way well one time i was there's another time we were camping out on that mountain up there and uh me and my son were sitting by a fire and then this was like around, I think, about one in the morning, between 12 and one. And then we seen this bright light over the mountain, on top of the mountain. I said to my son, I said, that's a weird star. i never seen that one there before. And then we just sort of sat there and kept watching it. And all of a sudden it kept illuminating, like getting bigger. And then it would shrink and go bigger, like it was pulsating. And it was like... Uh, just going bright dim bright dim and like fluorescent and then all of a sudden just out of nowhere there's like a great big teardrop and it just dropped slowly down to into the forest and uh and then that light disappeared so me and my son we hopped on our quads and we drove up the mountain there to see what was going on and then we got up top there and we were at a little clearing and we we're just sitting there looking around and all of a sudden I looked up in the sky and I thought I'd seen something and I looked again and there was like uh, two or three, they were just like box shaped objects, but dimly lit up on the edges of it. And then they were going slow, but they're getting closer and closer. So I showed my son that and then, and then I said, I think we better get out of here. <laughs> so, cause it was late and we're the only ones up there. So, we started racing back down the the mountain there, and then when we we're getting down near the bottom, and then all of a sudden I see another bright light that just went swooping in between two mountains. And then we we got back to camp, and then stayed up for a little, and then I said I'm heading going to bed, and then so my son was sleeping in his camper, and then he got up. He said about four or four thirty in the morning to have a cigarette and he took his dog out with him and his dog was like a 
part Great Dane. He was a really big dog. And then my son said that he heard a really loud howl that came from the top of the mountain where we were looking at that star or that light. And then he said his dog's ears just went straight up and he started clawing to get back into the into the camper and that. So then he just went back in there and he turned off all his lights and that. And then the next night we're having like a, a little karaoke party there. So we had other campers over and then I guess we're making noise and dub noise of that. And then we went to bed and then I turned on the generator because my wife wanted to watch the movies. So then I got up around four, four thirty in the morning and I heard my generator running. So I went outside to turn it off and it was behind my RV and then and then we we're like parked right by a cliff and there's some trees there and that and then as soon as I rounded the corner I heard two whoops and they're like I'd say 10 20 feet away they're so close and then the hairs of my neck just stood up and then I turned off my generator real quick and I started walking back to get inside like a little faster than I usually do <laughs> and then I was just sort of like is that what I think it was that I heard there? And so then I start uh, putting up game trail cameras around our around our trailers and that at nighttime, but never seen much except for my buddy pulling off a stunt there one night <laughs> that you don't want to hear about. <laughs> two, two moons that night. <laughs> well, you know what, Ralph? I want to say thank you for for taking the time to come on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I had fun doing this. It's always nice to hear stories and listen to everybody else's stories out there and know that you're not alone seeing these things and that. And they're out there. You just got to get out. Get out there and just even if you're out in the bush, not just enjoying the scenery and everything. You ain't going to find them looking for them. You'll you're better off seeing them if you're just out there by chance and, that, and that's when you see them yeah that's I, how I everything. yeah i agree with you 100 percent. well thanks again ralph um for the listeners just hang in there we'll be right back we're going to close out the show stay there And we're back, everyone. Back just in time to pull the pin on this episode. Uh, but before we do that, I want to say thank you again to Ralph for coming on. Um, we had a couple of scheduling conflicts, and we had to push back his interview a couple of days, which, uh, you know, I'm really glad that we were able to sync our schedules a bit better and, and able to have you on the show because I really enjoyed your encounters. I really did. Uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, if you get out in the bush and you have a couple of more sightings, get, get in contact with me. I'd love to hear more stories from you. It was a pleasure talking to you. You know, we, we talked for quite a bit even after we were done recording and, you know, that could have been a show in itself, <laughs> you know, but to me, I was thinking after we were done, you know, but to me, it's funny how these creatures just bring everybody together, you know, from all walks of life. It doesn't matter where you're from, what color your skin is, what your background is, you know, if you've had a Sasquatch sighting or an encounter with these things, people get you. You now belong to a community that, that, you know, is very strong. So um, I'm glad I'm part of it, at least. 
before we go, I do want to give a proper shout out to the Merritt Herald. Now that's the local newspaper where I'm from. They did a write up on the podcast and, and, you know, our Sasquatch adventures and, and whatnot. So I want to say thank you guys. That was really cool. Of you. I didn't expect it, the, the article to be that long either. That was really flattering. So thank you guys. I, I really do appreciate that. And what else? Before we go, you know what? Let's check this out. On the next episode of This Sasquatch Show, brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot. I saw this big, big creature take about three steps across the road and for a split second he stopped and looked at me and then he continued into the forest well i hope you guys tune in for that one now that's sabrina and sabrina lives in northern british columbia and she's had a few encounters as a child Um, and she's going to tell us all about that. So tune in this Saturday for that episode. That's going to be a good one. So definitely check it out. Uh, Before we go, if you guys have had an encounter and you want to be on the show, NicolaValleyBigfoot at gmail.com, N-I-C-O-L-A, NicolaValleyBigfoot at gmail.com. Love to hear you guys' encounters. Uh, And plus, you know, we're doing two shows a week um, for a little while anyway. Let's see how it turns out. But if you guys have had an encounter and you want to be on the show, you'd really help me out. You'd help the listeners out by uh, getting in contact with me. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. So until Tuesday, let's leave you with this, and I'll see you guys later. Bye. See